0: Recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. You're listening to Under the Cowl.
1: Episode
0: 42. Origin. Or- coded- pseudo- Hello, and thanks for checking out the forty second episode of Under the Cowl. I'm David Gloyd, co-owner of Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles, a local comic book store in West Bend, Wisconsin, and I am also your host for Under the Cowl. Today's episode takes place after our comic book club meeting on a Saturday afternoon, where the club members had kind of hung around, as we oftentimes do, and just talked about whatever we happen to be talking about uh we talked a little bit about star wars and the comics around them uh we talked about some uh some other movies and some streaming service shows and we talked about some musicals uh what with cats being a new movie and everything and uh yeah, we we get into some musical type stuff and what are people's favorite musicals then we get into some things that aren't often talked about in depth at least uh, I, I know we've mentioned in past episodes a little bit about my filmmaking, and we discussed some of that, uh current film, and why I chose to do some silent films, That which the most recent one was. Now, this episode is actually recorded last year. It's right before New Year's, and I had recently shown my most recent film at the store. Uh, we do an annual Life Day celebration where we show the Star Wars Holiday Special, and this time I opened up showing my latest film, which was called Silent Night. It's a silent film, uh, part of my silent film series. And so we talk about that a little bit. We then go into some other things, which leads me down the path into sort of the the secret, or really not so secret anymore, origin of, of the store, how Kurt... Who's the other owner of the store? How how he and I met, and uh, how we came up with the name and the logo and everything for the store. And if you're not, if you don't know us and you're not familiar with it, you might be a little surprised at where this all comes from. Uh, so listen to the episode, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: And it was only going to be that one issue, just kind of a uh, the general, you know. General, uh, general, 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 general. Skywalker. Well,
2: because the number one and for New Year's it was kind of an event, so like if you like that one, good. And then people can read
1: that. If you haven't read Star Wars comics, uh, yeah. yeah, I've never read Star, year, Star Wars. New year, new
0: Star Wars.
2: That's about right. New number one. I'll
1: be there. That, That's sure. how I was. That like I've had some Star Wars comics from the original Marvel run in my childhood collection, but I never was a Star Wars comic. I only liked basically the movies and then the, you know, the holiday special and the some and the droids, the kids. But once Marvel took it over and had their, or got it back rather, and had their writers start doing the series, I'm like, oh, I like this writer and he's doing this. And I've been getting almost all of the Star Wars comics. And they're very tight-knit with how they orchestrated with the story group of Lucasfilm and you know making sure that, you know, these characters fit into a specific timeline, so like a writer, Charles Soule, who's written a lot of them, who's writing this new Star Wars, he has said that like if he put a character into his script and it gets looked at by the group and they're like, oh, you can't use that character because so-and-so is at this point and we have something bigger planned or something and then like, okay, I guess I can't do that, but it's also an avenue where they get to create Star Wars lore that can be eventually made into Disney movies
2: toys. I'm like nervous excited for this because I really like what Charles Soule has done with Star Wars. But the main Star Wars title was really up and down for me. We're like they'll do an arc I thought was great, and then where I'm where I'm like, eh, it's okay. And then where's great. So finally, I was like, I'll just get it in trade. So I'm I'm nervous excited because I feel like Charles Soule can really do it, and I would like it, and it would be one I'd yeah. want in single issues. But I'm also like. Did I make a mistake suggesting this to the group?
1: Time will tell. It will
2: tell,
0: yeah. I was getting it anyway, so you're safe with me. I won't be knocking down your door. And and number ones can... Even number ones in a great series can be really good. Yeah. Or they can... Sometimes a great
2: series starts off weak. Yeah. Well, and Uh, I'm I'm also not expecting this to be a true number one because, first of all... Um, Empire Strikes Back is where it's picking up at. But also from the previews, it sort of seems like it's a number one, but it would also reference stuff that happened in the previous 75 issues. So so that's the part that makes me nervous. But I have high hopes.
3: So the first like, 30 or so of that 75 issues was Jason Aaron, right?
2: Yep, and then Kieran Gillen, and he closed it out. No, no, he did Greg not. Hawk. Greg Pak did. That's right.
3: Because I know, I, I've, before I got into comics, I was always big on the Star Wars, so I have all the books going back yeah all the way f- to the first Star Wars movie. But
2: nice. For the Love comics, that.
3: I just started, I didn't want to read the old Marvel stuff. Yeah. But, so I just started with the, the Jason <laughs> omnibus. Oh, cool. Hey, so it's
2: a good place. I have that
3: and the, the Darth Vader Oh, Ominibus, the Darth
2: Vader is amazing. That's which I hear is great,
3: and it's actually out of print, so oh, I'm glad wow. I got my when Oh, I'm when so glad you
2: got that. I did not but know. I name haven't name.
3: had a chance to, to read them yet, but I hear the Darth Vader is great. Loved it. I didn't know if Jason Aaron, was if he was the good one you're talking about or the bad one.
2: I wouldn't say either are good or bad. It was very, for me, because I was getting a lot of it in trade, it was very much story arcs where, like, I liked quite a bit of the Jason Aaron ones and then there was one where I was like, this is a cool concept but not what I'm looking for. And the Kieran Gillen ones, there was um, a conflict that was just really too drawn out for me where... Yeah, but there were also still good ones in there. Like, Kieran Gillen wrote the Ashes of Jeddah volume, which was really good. So, it's it's really very personal. I mean, I think it's what you're interested in and, like, what you want out of it. Don't let my mixed perspective sway you from reading it and oh, liking no, I'll, it. Oh, I'll still read it. Because I opened up that first Jason Aaron one. I think they had a sale on Amazon, Kindle, where, like, get the you know, first arc for 99 cents and I thought it was amazing and came in here and was like, okay, where do I go next? And that's kind of the cool thing about Star Wars comics is I feel like you don't need to read all of them to make sense. And there's something for every individual taste. Like I arbitrarily buy the Darth Vader comics, but there are other ones where I'm like, this is interesting, but I don't need it. And there's other, you know, there's people who are like, are we really getting another Darth Vader comic again? So it's it's just what is interesting to you, but I've I have some of the old original Marvel stuff and some of the Dark Horse and I mean it's the same thing. where like, yeah, some people like parts and some don't.
0: Well, and the thing is, they they'll have crossovers yeah. too, but generally you don't have to read no. each of the. Yeah, I mean you can pick a Star Wars series, whatever it is, and read it without having to. Read the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a lot of Marvel stuff or comics in general where if you're reading one, all of a sudden you realize that you got to read this one, yeah. and that one, because you don't know what's going on. Star Wars, except for the crossover
2: issues, you pretty much just read yeah.
0: one or another, all of them, it's up to you.
2: Yeah. I also feel like Jason Aaron was really at a good point in his career when he started writing that series, so if you like things by Jason Aaron, I think you'll like it.
1: He has a couple Obi-Wan one-shots that show old Those Ben cool. like, in the Lost Years, which I'm hoping will take some inspiration when they do the Ewan McGregor series. Like Not that it's going to be a direct adaptation, but like, there was one issue about, yep. about Jabba uh, raising water tax in Tatooine mm-hmm. or something. and and Obi Wan just had to like go do with that, and yeah. it, it was it was all from old Ben's journals that Luke was reading. So mm-hmm. like in between a couple of those first arcs, he would kind of mm-hmm. revisit those journals. And I would like to see some of those elements kind of drawn into a, a Disney Plus. And...
2: Sidetrack: I want to see that too. There's also an amazing novel by John Jackson Miller called Kenobi Nobody. that I also want to see translated into that series. And both of those could exist absolutely yeah, together. What
1: else has Jason Aaron read? Lord, Thor. This is big. Yeah. think
2: that's where I know of him. Yep. We've read some stuff by him, right? Was he on War of the Worlds oh, or no? It's War of the Realms. War of the Realms. Yeah. I was trying to think indie-wise.
1: He has a couple uh, indie things, but I'm trying oh, to think. Oh,
2: he did Southern Bastards, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember but that. Yeah, War of the Realms. That's where I know
1: it. Yeah, movie. but mostly so. Thor
2: for the last. Oh, well, he's down. been on the Avengers lately, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Is he okay. still writing that? Oh,
4: okay, yeah. Oh. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, well, how, how much. Because we know that there's an Obi Wan series coming up for Disney Plus. Uh, how, how much has the Disney Marvel stuff touched on Obi Wan?
4: Not a lot. Okay.
0: Other than so, those journals. So, so it, a one so, shot it, with so Age it's, of Republic. It's Pretty, pretty open, and they've got years. Yeah. To, to choose from the.
1: They did have uh, Obi Wan Anakin mini, which I think that was, was Charles Soul as well. That was oh, fun. Okay. That, yeah, was that was like fun. in the episode two era, like I think between one. And yeah,
2: two. yeah, because Annie was a Padawan. So. <laughs>
1: but
0: yeah, because <laughs> the the the, the show is going to be during the time between. Yeah,
1: I think they they've at least said that, but nothing beyond yeah. getting more details about it. Right.
0: We'll Why is finally this learn.
4: Thing on yeah,
0: we'll, we'll see what happens to him that causes him to age so rapidly. Well, yeah,
1: the desert. Really. Oh, yeah. the desert will dry you out. Yeah. Yep. That's um, the job is raising those water taxes.
4: Mm hmm.
0: But yeah, so many people are upset about them not using any of the like the dark horse stuff for novels and things like that. But I totally get it. There's just so much that's been covered in those. It doesn't leave a lot of room for trying to do something without having to do a lot of research. But not only that, but I think a lot of people don't think about the, the legal yeah, ramifications of using stuff. Um, you had a lot of different writers and stuff coming up with these ideas and creating characters. And um, just because Disney, and therefore Marvel, gets the rights to Star Wars doesn't mean that they have the rights to every character and idea that somebody else has put into it. So there would probably the, yeah, space bodies. <laughs> yeah, so that, there, there's a number of reasons <laughs> why it's difficult to go back and, and use all of those ideas. That's not to say that they can't draw from them. I mean, even, uh, you know, so while they didn't use that stuff in the most current Star Wars trilogy, episodes 7, 8, and 9, they did take certain things from them. Yeah, they did. You know, they they took some of the it's concepts and, side, and they actually. they kind of adapted it and made it their own. I mean, that's definitely understandable. And everybody who's really... You know, not just upset, but just angry and like, ah, oh, this sucks that they're doing this. It, it's definitely understandable that they would do that. So.
4: Did the Emperor's Dance number with Owen Finn come from that?
2: Yes.
0: Probably directly, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, shoot, I was going to say a question. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I was going to ask, um, so Marvel wrote Star Wars comics originally and then Dark Horse and now Marvel. I feel like Marvel has only taken one or two key things from those original Marvel comics. Are they allowed to use those at all, or are they...
1: From their own back catalog?
2: Yeah, like, how does that work? Like, who actually owns that? I mean, my gut instinct is to say, yeah, and they're just saying it's, you know, not canon because it actually doesn't really have a lot of effect. Not that they're not fun. I love them, but they're not like, oh, you need to have these to understand them. As Jim alluded to with the giant buddy, there's some equally weird things in the original Marvel comics, too. So, yeah, how does that work? Are they acknowledging it, or is it just like, yeah, that exists, but maybe we're not sure? Maybe could be concerned. as loose
1: as like mentioning Life Day in The Mandalorian in right. that sense of like, well, oh, there's a fun little nod, but maybe not.
2: I Uh, guess it's not a big spoiler. The only thing that I've seen really come back is the um, Valance, the Bounty Hunter, and I don't even know how closely related they are. They did that issue 108 earlier this year, which was continuing, but that's about it.
1: And is that the character that's in the upcoming Bounty Hunter miniseries? Yes,
2: and you know, to be honest, I wonder if they did issue 108 to, like, say Valance officially exists again. Because it was a hearkening back to issue number 50 in the original Mm -hmm. Marvel Comics and I don't even remember if it, how, else, how much else it affects, or if I just first haven't gotten Liberty. to it yet.
4: What? First name Liberty?
2: That would be cool as well, but no. Liberty Valance? I think his name is just Valance.
4: do to get
2: the reference. There's Western. a movie called Who Shot Who Liberty, shot Liberty Valance.
4: Right, Western.
1: shot first?
2: He did. <coughs> that actually could kind of work, because they do the Magnificent Seven, but <laughs> Star Wars style in those old comics, older comics. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're probably, Anthony, on the right track of leaning towards, like, we'll vaguely say it's there, but not, you know, worry about making it connect, because it doesn't, it wouldn't. Yeah.
4: Well, everybody have a good night. You Happy too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Don't celebrate too
2: hard. Okay. Don't uh, drive. Don't drive. I agree. Call an Uber. Get help. See you later. Or fly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Everybody up to date on the Mandalorian? No. No. No,
4: no. no. Okay. okay. We did not. I don't think it. they are. Okay.
0: So, we won't just discuss anything with spoilers. I just wanted to say because Caleb came in before. Yeah. And so he started to leave and he just stopped. And he's like, and he kind of looks around and there's one guy in the store and he just walks over to the guy. He's like, excuse me. Goes up to the guy.
4: Yeah. And he's like,
0: are you Did watching The Mandalorian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Are you up to date? Did you watch them all? Yeah. Oh, good. Because I really want to talk to <laughs> him. <laughs> and That's he awesome came back downloaded. up to me. Aww. And I just said, yeah, we'll still keep it down because I don't know if everybody in the back's uh, seen it. And it's like, he was trying, trying to, he was almost out the door, you know, Aww. and he just he, he couldn't, couldn't help himself. He had Aww. to come in. He had to talk about Did The Mandalorian. The
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I watched it this morning with my dad, and we finish it, and he's like, oh, it's stupid. I'm like, what's this, what's this stupid about? was like, we have to wait till next fall. There should be another one next Friday. And I'm like, on the one hand, yes, I completely agree with you. There should be another one next Friday. And I can't believe we have to wait till next fall, but we have to wait until next fall. So, yeah. There is confirmed Mandalorian season two coming fall twenty twenty.
3: Oh, they already done oh, filming okay. it.
2: Yeah, apparently. It started
3: before the first of this season even aired.
2: Right, they were betting betting heavily on it, but yeah. Well, Anthony is the one who told me about that, so you can tell yeah, me. Yeah, and
3: then can... after this chapter, then John
1: Favreau like officially posted that it's been said before, but now like since
2: people have watched it, like,
1: but, oh,
0: by the way, we didn't know when it was coming out. Yeah,
2: yeah. I know. I'm like also yeah, we start season two next Friday, but.
0: All right, we'll we'll change the subject though before we accidentally start. Like, I'm not going to say anything spoilers. other
2: like this is not spoiler related. I am buying the Bounty Hunter comic in large part because I am hoping that the Mandalorian will show up in there. So that would be a nice synergy to kind of like even if he's just people. in the background. Yeah, just the because I need my Mandalorian night. fix.
3: I feel out of the no no. When is the Bounty Hunter comic starting?
2: It's
1: in the new catalog for March. Oh, okay. Oh, oh.
4: Yeah, but yes, yeah, let's change. I have subject. to add that to my points.
1: Yeah, I don't want to mention the Jar Jar reveal with the I sent to push
3: Misa said too much.
1: You can't have
3: the dishplate of power anymore. Oh
4: woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be gone with him. Boss He's awesome. He is pretty cool. <laughs> you sir so have the life debt. <laughs>
0: All right. So uh, next, am I the only one that hasn't seen The Rise of Skywalker yet? Yeah. So we can't talk about that either.
4: Anybody see The Witcher? Ooh, how was that?
3: For <laughs> good things. I, have well, not, I don't know anything about it. the whole show.
2: Ooh, nice. And
3: I still don't know what the hell it was about. Yeah, we don't.
2: No. Know. Okay. Oh, uh,
3: <laughs> have you
2: like played the video games? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about never it. Never read the books. Yeah. Never, never played the
3: video games. Books, video never video read games, the comics. No. Nothing. Me neither. But uh, it was. She loves Henry Cavill. Oh,
4: how can you? And, know.
3: She loves it's Man of
0: Steel, game. so she well, watches I was it just say, Can't action. you just watch it and pretend that it's like an elf world Superman story? Oh yeah, but he dogs like this for the whole yeah, show. His, his voice is oh, so, a little
2: so a Superman
3: doing his Batman impression.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh no, it's hard to. There's three timelines. And they don't tell you.
2: Oh, oh, that's so weird. you have
3: to figure it out, you know, because the witcher, they don't age. So he's actually 100 years old. But you don't know where, when you're watching all the, like, it jumps from timeline to timeline, and you don't know what's going on. They don't tell you nothing. And, uh, you know, one line centers around a witch, one line centers around the witcher, one line centers around a little girl, a princess, and they're all kind of intertwined, and they all get mingled by the end. And I don't know. I, I It was... I didn't mind watching it. I'll definitely check out season two. Nice. I, I know the premise, he was hunted a lot of monsters in that. I, you didn't see as many monsters as you hoped. Mm-hmm. But I think that could be partially because of the budget. You know, they're taking a chance. Oh, sure. Um, if the show does well, I'm the sure they'll get budget. a higher budget for season two. We'll get better yeah. special effects and more monsters. But there certainly were some monsters. Yeah. A couple dragons Different creatures and stuff. Lion,
1: tigers. A lot of
3: magic and that, you know.
2: Ooh, that sounds good. The man dressed as a giant bat. (laughs) Uh. So when it comes to, like, monsters, do you like them better when it's someone in a costume or operating a puppet and, like, a real physical thing? Or are you more like, yeah, when it's CGI, it, it seems better?
3: For most things, I tend to be... Okay, I, I like agree. practical effects more. Um, you have a more of a, you know, the people that make the movie have more of a connection and more, uh, I have more appreciation for the hard work mm-hmm. that goes into that versus CGI. And plus practical effects stand the test of time. For I instance, agree. if you look at John Carpenter's The Thing, it still holds up. It still looks great when you watch it. And you go get some of the CGI movies that are just 10 years old and it looks like crap. Yeah. You know, the CGI is that bad. You know, we've come so far today, but 10, 15 years from now, the stuff that comes out today is going to look like crap. Right. You know, Star Wars, the original trilogy is still great Mm -hmm. because it was all practical as much as they could. Even watching the prequel trilogy nowadays, some of it looks like so shitty, you know. So I, I, I tend to be more practical.
4: I agree. Yeah, like
3: 10 years ago.
0: And when you were watching something at, that was new then, you're like, I can't believe, look at what a great job they did on that hair, or right. whatever. And now, we have cats. <laughs> yeah. So, and, oh, that's scary. Oh, oh, which I oh, so, oh, which oh, that heard, I think weird. they're sending theaters updated digital right. effects. Because right. well, they high. released it without even having like the CGI finished. Oh, no. So yeah, now there's like, and, and updated versions like, I have not theaters. heard a good word about that all, film, so.
1: My uh, friend Laura went to go see it because, uh, like, a niece, young niece, wanted to go for her birthday. So then right, she took her children, nice. they all went. And they're like, "Oh well, you know, they like Taylor Swift and things like that, <coughs> like, like, musicals and such." And then Laura just like kept looking at her watch and just oh, saying, "No, like, this is something she would have to watch again." And like, I
0: yeah, could imagine. Yeah, saying. like I don't think it. Uh, it sounds like it's not even like a good train wreck movie. Yeah. Like, <sighs>
3: That's a well, shame because I wanted. She's into like musicals, and loves
1: like musical the musicals, Phantom yeah. and, and yeah, stuff like awesome. that. And
3: I wanted her to see Cats because Cats was like the greatest, you know, Broadway yeah. show in yeah. like the eighties. Yeah, it and was so huge. Gonna... And I wanted her to see it, but that movie looks so. Well, so that's what, what I was I gonna think.
1: add is that like those who are like Broadway diehard seems like you know. That would be the the closest audience, right? But right, like, right. I can imagine the soundtrack being very good because you yeah, know you got Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, Hunson the and soundtrack all, like, is supposed to be good. Yeah, but then yeah, you know, that. if you have then, you know, adult sized human cats it just added to weird. that, it yeah. might not be the right combination. Yeah. But going back to practical effects, if they all just had Broadway costumes, yeah, yeah I agree. It would have probably been a lot more. If more,
3: you look at pictures of easy. the cast from the Broadway, it looks so much better yeah, than this thing, you know. Yeah. I just go e- back to e-
0: even digitally enhancing the practical probably would have worked out yeah. better yeah. than just the full on CGI stuff that they did
4: to me the most unsettling part
2: is like that they have breasts on the cats I'm like that that That's was just so... not needed <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that they're female without
0: well should they right. have like six of them and a little
3: bit lower <laughs> that down would
4: actually be even like... worse <laughs> it's, it's
2: like they have Press
3: I want a realistic
2: cat, sis. Yes. Yeah,
3: I want eight teats right here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And they're but able that's to milk the themselves. Weirdest parts of me of all Thirsty. of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I I agree. If they had just worn the Broadway cat costumes and like you know made them more high budget, like good for HD, I'd, I'd much prefer that. As CGI is expensive. But hey,
1: maybe we'll get the Snyder cut.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Or alternately, we could all just go see cats live. on that yes. way.
0: Every time I think, about or it. you could come over to my house.
2: Yeah, and see some real cats. A lot of cats. Do, Ooh, do yeah. they all dance and sing? Kind of. Okay. There's,
3: there's a few that are pretty vocal. did she wants to know do they have breasts?
2: <laughs> <laughs> she uh, wants to know? No, I do not. So
3: she's into the breast cats. All, all but cats one, of most
2: all
3: of one of them have have uh, cat it
0: breasts. Yeah. Are they
4: cuddly
0: cats? Uh, some are, yes. Oh. Some are not. <laughs>
4: No. Oh, no, 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 no. My only
0: connection
1: to cats is from uh Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl, in oh, which yeah. his young daughter oh, I loved Gertie. Oh, that movie. Yeah, oh, oh my God. I marriage.
2: thought about that too, where everyone sings Memory Everybody. from Cats and she does Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yes, that is my child.
1: And, like, because, you know, George Carlin's just like, take the kid to see the cats. You
2: know, just,
1: <laughs> but, you know, when they go through the school play and then a the teacher is just so annoyed being like, Oh, what a surprise. Memory. Memory from, from cats, because every kid is doing that. But then, finally, something different, and then it's horrific, because it's me, God, and blood, and sloth. Uh, I tried saying several words together. Throat speed slit. A.K.A. Sloth. Sloth.
0: Sloth. What do you die of? Sloth.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Better get Batman on the job. <laughs> and figure that one out. Death by
1: Sloth. <laughs> um but yeah so that's my only connection to cats but if there was an actor that like one of my like adored actors in there whether it be like a a natalie portman leah michelle like a nathan fillion i would have seen it already and while i do like the people in it they're not like my go-to like no matter what they do it's like if if i if there was a friend that was in cats yeah i would go see it Mm -hmm. it friend. and i have that tier of actors being like yeah those are like the ones where i'm like yeah i'll go see it even if it's a
3: Nah, well, i see it well. for Idris Elba. I like him.
1: He's cool. He's, he, awesome. he's
3: a really good actor. He can he act in a lot of different movies. I can't picture
0: him singing, but... I'm sure he can I can't it. picture I can't him do. guarding the Rainbow Bridge, but... Me
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, you know, the talent's all there, but the visuals as well. Like just throwing people off.
3: It's like Sonic the Hedgehog, they had to pull that yes. movie back and redo
0: it, because...
1: It looked horrible. It a nightmare feeling. And that new trailer, did you see it, though?
3: No, because I didn't even want to see it. I, I didn't even want to see the movie the first time. See,
1: and that's one where Josh Schwartz, a comedian, um, does a lot of voice work. He's on DuckTales and new stuff and uh, blah, blah, blah. But he, Parks and Rec, he is the voice of Sonic. So even when that first trailer came out, I'm like, well, I'm st- still seeing it because Josh Schwartz this is his biggest project to date and everything. And that new trailer is really good. Like, yeah, they, you don't agree. until you saw it side by side. That's where I was like, oh wow, they, you can do a lot by just removing teeth.
3: Yeah. I really hope Carrie doesn't think that's going to be what you know return his return good to carry. greatness. Yeah, because uh, it's not going to happen with that movie.
1: As tall and skinny, Doctor Robotnik.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I played the games because I mean I was when I was a kid I was a, my parents got me the save this stuff yeah. so I was always it's on the same really side. And my buddy across the street had the Nintendo. So nice. we had the bases come. So I played all the Sonic games when I yeah. was a kid. Still no interest.
1: The I new trailer is really good. That that The visuals they do on there is just like.
3: I didn't uh, think the, the old trailer looked too bad. Yeah. It didn't look like.
1: Well. The game. He definitely looks like the game in this one. Yeah. And
3: it definitely looks like
1: a lot of fun. Not like. It has a different. Like if I look at Cats and Man, like
0: I would put them on separate. <laughs>
1: Unless you're going at, like, the movie tavern and you're drunk by watching cats. That might be a different
3: That experience. would even
0: make it worse. Yes. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Maybe if you were, like, on some sort of a... I don't think even acid could with that
3: movie. <laughs> I think that would just make it even horrendous. Because <laughs> then they'd be, like, coming out at the screen at you. and uh, Look uh, over it. Watching it at cow. my house
0: with real cats combined with that while on acid. <laughs>
3: that You'll look over and hear your cat sing to you, right?
1: (laughs) Just watch it in five years when it's on some service that you can watch for free. Unless you want
3: to the it. I think I even watch holiday special over that. (laughs) I find the holiday special less scary than the cats.
4: (laughs) Yeah. What What musicals do you like cats? All of I love enemies. Yay! What's my f- favorite was the family. Oh my god, I me too! F- I saw that in Vegas with my mom. Oh my god. I Mama saw it Mia, anymore. we
1: saw. I lo- Honestly, Mamma Mia, here we go again. It's one of my <laughs> favorite things out
4: Yep.
3: You two should hook up, she always likes going to the fireside, and I oh was always looking for someone to go with.
4: I've never been there. Oh, it's great. you got to go for the breakfast buffet. Okay. Oh, my. God. But, but I, I, I like festival. It's okay. Okay. But the dinner one, we accidentally went to the dinner one by accident, mm-hmm. and the dinner
0: just like... Your by mm-hmm. accident. We thought we were going to breakfast, no, my but sister... it were off.
4: No, my sister was like two hours late in picking me up, and we missed <laughs> the show, and oh. luckily... We got into the dinner show. Otherwise, I would have been out with mm. a very expensive ticket. Mm. So, that's good they let you in, though. I know. It was by luck. That's so. excellent.
1: I saw Wicked in Madison a couple of years ago. Ooh, and that? I, was that? Yeah. I, I heard, heard that's coming
4: to Milwaukee. Okay, I've Is never true? seen that. I think
1: so. And you love the Lion king.
4: Oh, I want to go see the Lion Ooh, king. fun. Yeah. And we liked the Greatest Shumble. That was good. The Greatest Shumble
3: Kurt, was good. La- you saw that like three or four times day. Oh, really I'm a rocky horror pitcher oh yeah have
2: you been to the Oriental and Little Shop of Horrors not in a very long time no I don't think so I don't know if we can make it to midnight because that's mm-hmm. when the
4: Oriental does the I don't even know
1: if they still do that they do I, I think look, they do I do.
4: Yeah. I do yeah they do but I don't I'm think you running can. show this one. yeah I want to I'm into the Milwaukee Ballet too I, I love the oh I've better. never tried that yeah they're How doing Peter that? Pan they're doing Peter Pan coming out. that sounds interesting yeah
1: David,
0: hey, what's your favorite music? Um, Cats? The Star Wars Holiday Special. There you go. That qualifies. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes, it does.
0: That was
3: just horrible. I never saw it all the way through, and, and she even fell asleep.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it.
4: It her morning. That's okay. <funny>
3: <laughs> I never...
0: Well, I was afraid it that it was Michael film the was of people to sleep. No, then, yours
4: was cute. I, I liked your film. It,
0: it was... It it needs some uh, some timing work, you know, when I do the re edit and everything, because there are some parts that are pretty slow paced and could have been cut short and things like that. And I was kind of looking around, expecting to see somebody just kind of no, it was
4: good. Not like, enough. It's just that throw some put, blood
3: and a couple sex it, scenes, and it'll be good. Yeah, <laughs>
4: is that hard to put audio with that? Is that why you didn't do audio or you no, know, like
3: silent It's the old oh, style?
4: Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, I just I decided to. Well, part of it was, um, for the ease of doing it because it's been so long since I've done a film project and I wanted to do something that I could actually complete. I'm like, well, if I throw, if I do a silent film, which I've had the interest in doing anyways, but I figured if I do a silent film, that's one less thing that I really have to worry about. Although it's still difficult because you gotta make sure that you have enough music and it goes well. And that's, that's one thing where I would have, I would really like to have somebody tomorrow more like score these films um, instead of me just putting stuff and hoping that it works out, trying to edit some of that music and hope that it still sounds good but still goes with the film and and things like that. And, I mean, there's still some work that has to be done with it. And that was the other thing. It's like with a silent film, you try to keep the dialogue to a minimum, just enough to kind of so people know what's going on. And there were a few spots where I'm like, yeah, it could have used a little bit more... Um, and so I'll probably add to it when I finally put this together. Because uh, if I didn't mention that, they, my what I'm going to be doing is I'll be filming a little bit more um, and I've done three of these silent films um, that all have the same characters. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be putting them all together but I'm going to film a little bit more uh, to kind of stitch them together a little bit so it's uh, more of a one cohesive story more or less Um, and uh, put them together. So we'll be adding a little bit to it and doing a little bit more editing. Um, And I don't know if I'll be able to find somebody, but I would love to have somebody actually go in and redo the music and take from what I've got, but kind of put it together so it all flows together a little bit better. We'll see. Probably come spring or whatever we'll do a little bit more filming and then hopefully maybe the summer and by, by fall or whatever we'll have it ready um, to put in people's hands
4: Cool. You did good.
0: So we're on some more uh, grave sweeper scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's eating uh, a cheeseburger and he's eating some fries. I don't know. I don't know what's left.
4: Chicken tenders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think... Uh, i for the idea of just pulling out a big hand of spaghetti. Oh, yeah, we sure. Did, we, we did just, talk about a handful of spaghetti. Because it would be the sloppiest thing and yeah. the head and the beard and then just pulling out spaghetti out of your pocket is just
0: disturbing. Depending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, At least at least, at least the burger was wrapped and you pulled it out and unwrapped it, made it. and ate it. The fries you kind of pulled out and it was an 18 yeah. spaghetti
3: not But just title. a handful of spaghetti out mm-hmm. of your pocket. got to pay tribute to dodgeball and pull a piece of pepperoni out from your crotch. <laughs>
1: pepperoni <laughs> pizza. Remember?
3: The it's
1: been a while since I've watched it, but you may have uh,
3: just sold me. To... <sighs> have a piece of pizza in your pants and just pull it out and take a bite. Yeah.
1: That's
2: he says I don't is. always
4: prepared
2: like that. <laughs> best part is it was a fry thing and my mind immediately went to a flask <laughs> so,
0: well it was it was very it was definitely dark and I, yeah. I think part of it was the, the the gray wall versus white okay so it made it look dark and you know because Tammy was even looking over at the monitor, and she's like oh yeah this it does look a lot different than what it looked like on being projected onto a gray wall so there were I was really disappointed in a lot of it because oh, there was a lot more that? detail and Everything else that everybody missed out on because some of those scenes were just so dark that you, that you could see it. You could see my facial expressions as I was ready to jump off of a bridge and stuff oh. like that because it was just so so dark. Um, and the Snyder cut, will catch it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, remove
1: all those mustaches,
0: director's cut.
4: Did you go to school for film, or is it just a having-
0: hobby? Oh no, I see. I I don't really feel like school is necessary for film, anyways. I mean, some people. Really believe that you need to go to film school, and there's other people. I mean, there's a lot of great filmmakers who've never gone to school. I've never felt like I needed to, so it's never been more than a hobby. But mm. I have done stuff. I mean, I did get to direct a film that never saw the light of day, but it actually had a budget of, so you spent kind of ten to twenty thousand on it. Ooh. Um, but that just didn't get done because the person who produced it. Didn't get what he wanted out of it, and even though it could have been turned into, you know, it could have been salvaged and turned into a decent. Uh, it was a documentary film, could have uh, but it's but it could have been turned into still a, a decent documentary. He just didn't get what he had hoped to get from it, which didn't surprise me at all because it was basically he was he thought we were going to catch like ghosts on film and stuff like that. It's like that's not that's not going to happen. You know, people have been trying that for years. It's Not going to happen. And we still could have edited it in a way that it could have been, you know, like some kind of ghost hunter type thing or mm-hmm. whatever. But we we committed to not doing that, like when we took on the project, to not edit it to make it look like we had things on there that we didn't have. There were still some, some things in there and some things that were difficult to explain and things that we were able to explain. Um, but there was no, like, oh, my God, there was, like, real, here's our proof, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like all the Bigfoot things. You watch these things and, like, are they are they finally going to reveal that somebody caught Bigfoot on film? No, they're not. No. You know, because that's going to be such a big monster. story. It's not going to wait for the six months to edit the, the thing together and whatever and put it on, you know, the History Channel or something. we mm-hmm. like that. So I wasn't surprised. But it actually was a really good... I mean, I actually could have seen this on the History Ch- Channel because even though it tackled... The ghost aspect of things—it was—we got a lot of good stuff about the history of the place that we were doing and um, and it could have been good that way. But now that was so long ago, it's like look at the footage now—it's like it's so dated. Just the quality of the film. I mean, it's all digital, but it, at that time it looked good. Now it looks like it's old. You know, you can tell it was shot—you know—12 years ago. What was the, the location? What was the subject? Uh, in Michigan. Oh, cool. Uh, it's... It's hard to even call it a ghost town because there's no buildings left anymore. Hmm. They're all gone. You can find some remnants of foundation, stuff like that, but overall it's gone. The only thing that's really left is the cemetery, and even that is there's like hardly any headstones left in it. But there's a lot of legends about it. There's supposed to be a witch's ghost and just all this stuff. And it was just... They got hit by basically like the plague twice and then the town burned down. And so it's... Yeah, uh, not not a lucky place to live. Oh, interesting. But, yeah, but I mean, we got a lot of good stuff about the history of it and, and everything else. And so we could have turned it into a good documentary. It's just that... Before we got to finish it, he kind of just pulled the plug, went, Yeah, we didn't get what we wanted, and threw his arms up in the air and um, walked away. Um, and I worked on it a little bit after that because editing was never my strong point, but I edited it a little bit together, and um, I got a friend who started doing, he's done like four or five of them now, uh, paranormal conference in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually just had them, their most recent one. Okay. But, uh, um, but I actually showed it there. Uh, at their first one they, they had a little film thing. So I, I put a little, um, not really a trailer, um, but more like an extended trailer together for it. Um, and I played it there and it actually went over really well what I showed. And I was hoping that that would kind of convince him to, like, okay, let's finish this. Or what would have been great would have been to, hey, this is old, but we got some stuff. Let's actually go out there and do some more filming and kind of update it and add the two together to try and get something together. And uh, and even though there was a lot of good responses and he saw that, he kind of got excited about it, but was just not excited enough to go anywhere with it. So
4: mm. okay. I
0: still have many, many hours of footage sitting on a hard drive actually here. But yeah, never, never went, uh, never went anywhere. Uh, we even talked about, um, cause originally we just called it Echoes of the Past and that mm-hmm. was going to be the documentary name. Uh, and then we talked about actually doing a few of them and going to some other locations and we were going to call it, uh, the, the series would have been Echoes of the Past, uh, which we talked about either trying to sell to somebody or doing it as kind of a web documentary series. Um, so then we started calling it this one, this Echoes of the Past, Perushini. Um But, yeah, never, never took off, which is a shame because it really could have. We had a good crew and we were able to get some good stuff. It just, like, I don't know. He just thought that we were going to get like this absolute proof, like we were going to see full-on apparitions and and stuff like that. That there was going to be just no question, and it was going to be great. And I don't think anybody else involved in it thought that we were going to get that lucky, that we were going to get that. But uh, but he was just so disappointed in the lack of getting any kind of evidence or anything that uh, it just that was that was it.
4: Sweet. So. Oh.
3: If you ever put it together, I'd love to see it.
4: Yeah, be fun.
0: Well, just because the amount of hours of footage it is, and I mean, I've I've played around with editing, and then usually I run out of time, and I kind of put it aside, and then I come back, and it's like, oh no, I think I should put it together this way, and I have to start over. Um, but uh, I probably I could probably pull up the the featurette that I put together and show you guys that, but. It's funny because that ends with, you know, for more information, visit and it gives our website, which shortly after he took on the website, it's like, you know, he He could have put this stuff up and we could have, yeah, I mean, we could have gotten people to, you know, we've had people, just a handful of people go on the Facebook page that we had for it and like, hey, where can I get this? And when is this going to be done? And this and that, there's, uh, um, there's all these like ghosts. Like really paranormal, ghost hunter uh, things out there across the the web, um, where people have talked about it. And it's like, hey, when is this coming out? And whatever, but yeah, never happened. Yeah, never I, happened. I I think at this point, because it is so old, we'd almost have to go out there and get oh. some updated footage. I think doing that, we could use the old footage, and we'd have to address it as, hey, we've gone out here before, and you know. X number of years ago, we were out here and, and got this, and uh, you know, and be clear about that cause then you, when you're watching it, you realize, okay, this is footage from uh, 2006. Yeah, 2006 when he did it because was born.
4: Aww.
0: 13 years ago. Ooh. But yeah, I think uh I, I don't even think we'd have to go out there and do like a full-on like paranormal investigation thing. I think we can go out there. Just to get enough footage of us out there talking about going out there and things like that to add to it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Although ideally, I'd like mm-hmm. to go out there with a few more things. You know, go out there. We got the historical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to go out there, and we, we felt that some of the you know ghost hunting type stuff is kind of bulky, um and and overdone. So we were going to try to avoid some of that stuff, but. Thinking back on it, I think we should have done some of it
4: mm-hmm.
0: to just kind of show that we did that. You know, we had a big essentially it was a thermometer, but it was a big thing with a digital display so that you could easily see from the temperature would like drop and stuff. Because we did cold spots and
4: Ooh, cool. um,
0: and things like that. But the thing it's is it was it world. was but it but it was always hard to tell. It's like, okay, is it is it that you just walk into an air because this is outside. It's not oh, like okay. it's not like being indoors where it's like suddenly hit a cold spot in, inside and there's no place for a draft to come in. That's a little bit more questionable. This is outside and you're like, okay, you start looking around going, is it possible that just the the wind's coming through an opening and hitting you? And that's why you're hitting a cold spot in this area or um whatever. You know, so it's so we. We really studied all these different things about it. Um, and everybody that was out there, we had a mix of people who were very optimistic about it. We had a lot of people who just absolutely didn't believe in ghosts, you know, very skeptical. Um, you know, I think I described myself as like being a, an open minded skeptic. Um, you know, it's kind of, uh, I believe that there could be ghosts. But I've never, you know, seen anything that actually made me think, yes, there's a ghost. I've seen some things that I can explain. Actually, the place that I work, there's there's been things where it's like you hear footsteps and there's nobody there. And it's like, okay, I have no idea what caused that noise. What, mm. you know, what made these footstep noises going down the hall and actually sounding like they're moving? That's
4: scary. In my old apartment, the building that my dad owned, I just got to he was there. You could hear him walking up. Oh wow. because yeah, I saw a psychic and she brought that up. Oh, so my there's goodness. no way she Yeah. Is, so yeah. I'm into all
0: sorts of that stuff. So I mean I've I've seen some things. I've got I've got a sister
4: who, you know, um
0: uh, basically says that she sees ghosts like just in normal life, like she's one of those people that just sees them. Um you know, and she's got stories about like walking down the street with a coworker as they were walking went for a walk on their lunch break and there was somebody coming towards them, some old guy in his pajamas and stuff, and she'd be like you know, the person that she was with didn't see him even though he was clear as day walking right towards them and um, things like that. And uh at the time I it wasn't until more recent years that I started to suspect that she was just crazy. Oh, uh, oh. there was there was there was nothing. Um, you'd never think that she was the kind of person to make this stuff up or, or anything like that. Um, and I and I still actually don't. Um, but she's done other things in her life uh, more more recently and, that I start to question her sanity a little bit. Yeah. Uh, unrelated to that. Once upon a time, I was a ghost hunter.
3: I've been Even at business cards, you know, stuff yes. on there. Never saw anything. They say that if you're afraid of ghosts, hang out with ghost hunters because you'll never see them.
0: Okay. I mean, I've been to Summerwind.
3: i walked around all through Summerwind. I've gone walked at Dean's property in Plainfield. I've gone to the Boy Scout uh, place in Stevens Point. I've been in so many cemeteries that I had to sneak into in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Never seen anything. I've been, I've been, I've, I've camped out basically on Brayer Road to see the werewolf. I've looked for the pig beast by Holy Hill. Okay. I've done just about everything. And uh, when I was younger, this was 20 years ago, and the uh, closest thing I ever got to anything was just orbs and pictures, which just dust and, dust right. and right. stuff. And, you get know, a lot of eerie sensations yeah. and, you know, right. like you said, cold spots, but you're outside. And you then know, it was though, always my thing
0: with those is that. It's like I take the dog outside, you know, late at night. And, you know, just, there's something about being outside that yeah. it's like you sure. just kind of like get that weird feeling, you know, and I think it has more to do with the atmosphere and everything than, you imagine than anything, you know. So, I I think that there's a lot of things that can be explained. You know, I'm still very interested in it. Um, I thought about putting together my own group. Um, I've thought about Joining up, I, I actually like the idea of putting one together more so than joining one that's you know because they've already are established and gone and done this and that and whatever. I'd rather kind of get in. Not not that it couldn't be like people like you who have gone out and done stuff. I just don't want to join a group of people who together have already gone out together and done all this stuff. I'd rather start or one sheenie. and go and so yeah, it's like going up to Perushini. My friend Johnny who produced it, yeah, he had been there. I had no problem being there with somebody who had gone out there before. It was helpful to actually have that um I just would have felt weird joining up with you know if, if if I was the only person out there who hadn't gone and everybody's been out there together and this and that so um, so I was like the idea of like you know doing it myself, and I just hadn't had the um the time to do that, um. As my kids are getting older and stuff like that, I've thought about it because, you know, there's certain things that I wouldn't do with them. But even, say, um, you know, Steve is 18 now. Uh, if he wanted to go do something, he would do anything. Ethan, even, even at 16, a lot of the stuff I would feel comfortable taking my 16-year-old son. Which is, there are certain things that I've done that I wouldn't do, um, you know, especially if I was crossing any legal gray areas, like you talked about because I've been in in places before that I wasn't necessarily supposed to be in um but
4: uh, uh so it really depends
0: on on, on what it would be go stay commit to the parking light that's say harmless one yeah but uh but yeah there's there's a variety of stuff uh, actually David went along before he was eighteen and then we went to uh he spent the whole deal. And the reason we went there is because I've done other things. Um, so my friend that I mentioned that started the Paranormal Conference is uh, T. Krulos. Uh, he's guy. been here before you met him. Yeah, good guy. Because um, he's he's written books. Uh, the way that I met him is uh, when doing, and I never remember who I've told what to. Uh, are you familiar with the real-life superhero thing? Has that been mentioned to you guys before? I don't know that. So. Okay. Uh, and it's probably been talked about a, a little bit here and there on this podcast. But um, Kurt and I actually met through doing this real-life superhero thing. Um, where, uh, and I haven't done it for quite a while now, but um, being a superhero fan and always wanting to help people and things like that, at some point in my life I decided that, like, I knew that I could be, like, a real superhero, going out there and saving the world and stuff like that. Um, but I actually came up with a superhero identity, and I went out and I would patrol areas in Milwaukee, and I talked to people about watching out for each other and doing some uh, charity-type stuff and things like that, just kind of doing my, my whatever I could to make a little corner of the world a little bit better. Um, my doing... And there were, there were people in other areas of the country, who beat me to that. But I was the first person to do that in Wisconsin. Um, There's actually sort of a, somewhat of a movement of people that I think it's, you you don't hear so much about it now, but there's even TV shows that have tackled it. Kick-Ass was actually based, was inspired by the real life superhero movement. Um, Mark Millar had heard about it and had even talked to a few people that were doing it. And then he did kick ass, which was like not even close to what it's really like, but it kind of uh inspired him, or at least we suspected that inspired him, um, to do a comic book about somebody in a real life situation deciding to be a superhero. Um but uh I did it and I got a little bit of media attention from it. The first person to pick up on it was a freelance writer named Pete Krulos. And so he tracked me down because when I was doing it, realizing that there were other people across the country that were doing similar things, seemed like everybody had their own methods and stuff like that. But at the time, uh, MySpace was the big social media network, and there would be people on MySpace and communicating through that. And then there was a, a site called Heroes Network, we'd all go on and kind of talk to each other through that. So he kind of went, I wonder if anybody around here is doing it. Because somehow he had seen some blurb on people in like New York or something like that doing it. And um, thought, okay, I'm a writer. This seems interesting. I'll see, has anybody else done it? And somehow he found out about me and contacted me through MySpace and met up with me. Did a little... uh, a little interview with me and went from I'm going to write a little article and try to get it published in one of the papers that I write for to doing that article, which got published in Milwaukee Magazine, and going, wait, this is this is just way too good. There's too much here to just do a little article. And so he decided to write a book. So he kept in contact with me, and over the course of this, we became friends, and he went around and he would start patrolling with me uh, after that article came out, then some of the other people wanted to jump on board. and The Journal Sentinel was trying to interview me, and Fox 6 News did a thing on me, which got other people's attention. <coughs> um, and these are all things you can find on YouTube and stuff like that, too. Mm. But it got other people interested in it. So there were a couple other people that, that contacted me, or contacted T to contact me, or whatever, and... Um, Eventually, I was able to have my own team of, of people, and we were called the Challengers. And we got really well known, especially in the River West, uh, River West neighborhood of Milwaukee. Um, but we would do that. And one of these people that contacted me was Kurt. Um, and it turned out that Kurt, you know, because most people just figured I lived in Milwaukee, because that's where I was doing this. Uh, Kurt, when he contacted me and we were talking, realized that we actually both were living in West Bend, and he lived only a few blocks from me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, we actually had a lot in, 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 in common. We, we lived a few blocks away and everything else. So They actually saw each
1: other on the streets, both in masks, and then they had, they had Batman v. Superman yeah, we thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then found out, and out your we mother names yeah. her, Martha, and oh, then here we are.
0: Exactly. Her. That's exactly what happened, almost, <laughs> but not even close um, so, so yeah, that's, that's how we met and became friends and, uh, yeah, he was one of the, uh, original members of the Challengers and, yeah, um, then there's Anthony with the power to, uh, drink water without dropping li- any of it. I thought I had
1: very little left. and yeah, okay. a lot. So.
4: Do you want some yeah. paper towel? You're right. Okay.
0: Go on. He, he has the, the ability to, uh. Spound drug drug water, water. yeah. and then
1: I'm gonna throw that.
0: Waterfall faces is is, super drone. I don't have a drinking dog.
1: No, it's okay, you're fine.
2: But no,
0: I mean we, we we tell people that okay, yeah, it sounds crazy that we're doing this, but we understand we don't have superpowers, we can't fly, any of that stuff. We're just kind of going out and trying to inspire other people to be better people and watch out for each other and things like that. So, yeah, that's that's what we did. What was your costume? And if you're interested, we sell the book that T eventually published called Heroes in the Night. We've got that. We've actually got uh, T's first three books here. Mm-hmm. The second one is called Monster Hunters, and it's about monster hunters, ghost hunters, things like that. But
1: uh, He had asked about your costume, though. So, like, did you wear anything, like, I don't know, on your head or anything? I did. I, I,
0: I wore kind of this, like, uh, crimson cowl thing. Oh. No, and actually, so so asking about that. Yeah, and I can show you pictures of what I look like. But the mask in our logo is actually based on my mask. Oh. Um, the crimson in the name actually comes from Kurt's name. He was the Crimson Crusader. I was the Watchman. and uh, But, yeah, that was what my mask looked like. That's actually my mask that's out there in the shop on the spinning rack that's oh. on a mannequin head with... Sunglasses and everything on it now. Okay. Oh. And I have, yeah, I have that other one back there. I I got pieces pieces all over the place. My gloves are hanging down <laughs> over there. I got a cape hanging up over there. That's actually Kurt's uh, vest that he wore. Uh, and then you might have something else too. Uh, oh yeah, I got uh, custom made action figures. Oh, and, uh,
2: really? That's amazing.
0: That's uh, you. Things like. Things like that,
3: yeah. So Oh no, your abs are much better that's in real cool. life. Though. I know, I know. I've been. Uh, this this, so this is from the have. early days. I got. I've been
0: working out a lot. I got. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that. But through the real life superhero thing, that's how um, I became friends with with T. When he was doing his second. Holy cow! Yeah.
4: Hey, here yeah. we go. That, that's, oh. another, that, that's another
0: version of it. Wow, you went all out. So, but uh, he, he did it's that book. to work. be uncomfortable to wear. It got published. David's got a huge head. He tried <laughs> it on. He can't even fit that thing on. Oh I'm gosh. like, it's now loose on me. Mm. Don't touch it. Touch <laughs> it.
4: Mm. Oh, my. This got is it? very heavy. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah go I would have
4: expected this
3: touch it, rub it, and it's kind of hard. But, wow. Um, it's soft at the bottom, but it gets harder as you move down. <laughs> uh, you about? His head.
0: Uh, and actually, my basement before it was the original comic book store was sort of my, my lair. Uh, instead of, so I, and I could talk about it in public because it was just called The Man Cave. You know, because everybody talks about, oh, i got a man cave and whatever. See, mine had a a, a different meaning to it, though, so. Let's
3: That's throw it on. Right. Let's see what you look yeah. like. With mine. Come on. Do let's see it. the person calling.
0: No, yeah. Watchmen. Uh, this, this will be the, the Marvel version.
3: Get ready to take pictures.
0: Post this for the, the podcast.
2: Well, we actually interviewed T on a podcast. Yeah, that would be a good follow-up. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, T's done book signings here, and... Everything else, so.
4: My man. All right. Fucking <laughs> a little bit there. Yeah. That's cool.
0: So, yeah. You have that good. All right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, leave it on. It's much more interesting to pay attention to with that on. Leave it on yeah. the rest of the
0: year. <laughs> the rest of the year. Uh, but but then I gotta put on the Clark Kent spectacles. Why
3: here. didn't you wear that for your Halloween costume?
0: You I won. think I might have one year. Did I just do this one year?
3: Yeah, I'm trying to remember.
0: You're an old
1: man in the basement here, the first year there. You <laughs> had the old man mask. Yeah. I, I, you I, stayed I, in character, and I was very
0: scared. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I might have. I feel like I might have cheated and done that one year.
1: I'd only known him a couple months, but in that old man mask, I was thinking like, wait, was this Dave? Like,
0: yeah, I'm, This guy looks really super creepy, and I'm in his basement,
1: <laughs> and he kept selling it. He would not break. so... <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, this was all my long, drawn-out way of talking about how I met T. But because T published the first book and knew that I had already done some paranormal investigating and documentary filmmaking on the subject and things like that, and knew other people that were doing it, he actually came to me kind of first when he was going to write his second book, which I was very not, not nearly as much help with as I was on the first book. But uh, it was still cool that even on the second book, he's like, hey, do you know anybody I can talk to? And and this and that. But, uh, yeah, so he's done... His second book was on, like, yeah, paranormal investigators, monster hunters, and UFOlogists, or whatever, and things like that. And then his third book was about, like, the people that prepare for the apocalypse and stuff like that. Um, and then he's got one that's he just released. The, oh. the book cover is going to be like, and that's about like conspiracy theorists.
4: Okay, Ooh. nice.
0: But yeah, he started doing a paranormal conference when he was preparing to release the second book, Monster Hunter. Uh, then he had me uh, do kind of a cross between security for it, and then also kind of running the film festival portion of it the first year. Um, and then the second year I was a little bit less involved in. I kind of did a little bit of security for it. And then I went over and the film festival was at a separate location. And I kind of helped out with that, but not all that much. The third year, the extent of my involvement was I was on a panel of judges for the film festival. But yeah, but our little documentary project, uh, went over pretty well there. Had a lot of good responses, but is pretty much dead. It's almost as dead as the second project that we tried to do there, which was going to be a cross between the real-life superhero thing and the paranormal thing
4: okay.
0: uh, called The Supernaturals. Ooh. And we were pitching that that idea, and we filmed a little segment that we, uh, we showed another year there. and That people found interesting, too, but it never really took off, and we were trying to... Uh, we were we we're hoping to get a chance to pitch that to somebody that could actually make it really happen, but yeah, never. I thought never
1: they got talked. picked up on the CW. Yeah, did they do like sixteen seasons? That? Yeah,
0: that was kind of that was a that different. Was a different thing?
3: That was a different thing. Sim- oh. Similar yet different. Okay. But you know, I kind of see where they got the idea for the team character. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: There you go. Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at The Crimson Cowl.